The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Door, bumper, clear. Clear by two, pretty really shallow entry. Door, bumper, clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors. I'm part of the Six Cup Car, 8 Xfinity Car, and I actually arca race this weekend like your dream, Brett. Oh, 73 my car. Uh, TJ, where'd you learn to parallel park at? Because your parking sucks. He you did bought it on uh, purpose. Yeah, you bought the whole, the whole. You, you literally took up three spots with your electric car. You're, you're being. Are Casey. you charging your car out there? You're being a Casey right now. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. being a spotter this weekend for Chandler Smith. I'm back in Daytona. Oh, oyster really? Cloud, get ready. I was hoping not to see you. I don't think I'm. While. I don't think I'm spending the night. I think I'm in and out. Saturday, come in Saturday. I think Saturday. So. Yeah, and it's going to be cooler there than it is here. And right now, which I don't believe this in Florida. No rain. Yeah, there's no chance that happens. There's going to be some, yeah. ra- gonna be some rain at some point. Yeah, it's uh, not What's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Chandler Smith. What's up, Casey? Hey, hey, Casey Boat here. I don't even know what my job is anymore. Casey, where were you coming from this morning? That yeah. That side road. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh. oh, I was uh, dropping something off at Chad Shop. Right. Yeah, right. Sure. What? Right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Was that score? Whatever. Was that by scores? Are you guys you, like 12? What was that song? So I creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just what keep you, it on the down She was coming out of scores? Literally like 12 years old stalking me now. Uh, well, this episode is presented by our lovely new sponsor, Birch Gold Group. Get a free info kit on protecting your IRA and 401k with gold by texting DBC to 989898. How many weeks is a sponsor <laughs> new? I'm just curious because I think a new sponsor is like one week. No, we they've been with us now the for they've game. been with us now for three whole weeks. They're a longtime sponsor of DBC at right. this point. <laughs> no, listen, my favorite thing is listen to how many different ways Casey can say nine eight nine eight nine eight. So if you if you have normal ears saying. out there, it's actually nine eight nine eight nine eight, and you text DBC <laughs> well, I, to that I, number. Did said, you ever realize? Okay. Did you ever? I mean, obviously you've realized. I'm sorry, this, I, and I, I can't. That remember, is what I said. I can't remember the comedian that said it, but like he said, could you imagine if you didn't have proper phone number etiquette? Like, cause you know, everybody's like, my number is, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, they just rattled off, and if you were like, what, well, my number is uh, three. <laughs> Four eight nine seven. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you would never yeah. get the phone hey. number. Okay, well I may yeah. say it different times or different ways, so but this you is better what believe I, people are gonna th- remember. This yeah, is literally I mean, what our listeners are saying to you, but you can't hear the Casey. <laughs> Casey, can you read that number back again? Uh, Brett, it's nine eight nine eight nine eight. I Freddie, well, Freddie, whatever you do. Hey guys, please text nine eight nine eight nine eight. Listen, whatever you do right now, text DVC to 989898. Hey, or, or any of those three numbers. Yeah, what about 989? <laughs> Gotta finish it now. 989898. Uh, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know they're gonna remember. Uh, after. The shortest race since 1972. Your 989898s are longer William, than that race. <laughs> William Byron gets win number five of the season. How was Watkins done for you guys? Short. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> if you arc a race on Friday, you froze your ass off because it was you. It was gone. So I didn't I didn't arc oh, a race, but I showed so up. Cold. I landed and went to the dirt track that night and it was chilly. Like Dude, it, it was definitely cold. And then it like rained and misted and it was uh it was it. Did Jesse Love win again? Yeah, he did. Yeah, man. He did win again. That guy's on fire. 
Yeah. He I massaged see. the back bumper of the 28 in the last corner. I and saw, got that. I saw that pass. <laughs> do what you got to do. Um, I seen, I think Bob tweeted out or somebody posted a, a Bob Pockers prospect list and Jesse was up there. Jesse was, he was. in the top, the top 10, 10 for sure. Yeah. He got eight um, wins. I mean, you're probably <laughs> yeah. on some list. He's, he's doing good. Obviously, you know, he's going to have to take a big step and he's got some more truck races coming up, I assume. Um, and you think the natural pattern is he's going to end up in a truck next year. <clears throat> that's going to be a big leap. You know, not that I'm not trying to bash the Arca series, but it's not loaded with competitive cars. No. You know, if oh. he if he can go out there and, and, you know, there's three or four that can win at any time. But Je- and Jesse's doing a phenomenal job, but he's going to have to take a pretty big leap when it comes next year to get in that truck series. Well, a lot of those guys, if you notice, <clears throat> and girls, are uh, – Toyota drivers. So TRD has an incredible program. It just clearly shows, you know, the work that they're doing is working. I would, if I, I wish, I wish he could skip the truck series and go right to a decent Xfinity car. But like we talked about on here, I the know, truck series. If your ultimate goal is to get to the Cup series, the truck series might be what best prepares you for that right now. I just think it's easier to show your driver talent. Oh, absolutely. Because <clears throat> you can get to the truck series and you might never leave the truck series. If it gets off on the wrong foot, you don't, you don't succeed right there. And the truck series is hard to succeed in because of that. There's, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, I agree. You look at, you know, you look at two people like uh, Haley Deegan and Derek Krause, like didn't have stellar truck results, but then went out and ran very well in Xfinity yeah, cars Derek right ran, off the bat. You know? Derek ran really good in the and college I, stuff. I, I'm assuming Derek's got some more races coming up with the playoffs coming up. Um, but he does, yeah. he does. Yeah. Um, so you know it'll be interesting. To hear, but you know that that definitely we've talked about here the, the what what path you want to take: show off your talent or prepare yourself for the for the highest level. And and that's the decision these guys are going to make coming up. That's winning, long, winning, still yeah, winning. All. Yeah, winning, but I just think it would be easier for Jesse to, in a really good Xfinity car as as well as he performs in our ARCA car. I agree. I just there's no where are you going to go right now. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. What, um, what's the top tier Toyota seats that you think he could potentially get in next year? I would say he's. I would have him pegged to get in a Tricon truck next year. Would be the most sensible route, just especially he's because had, he's, he already did do a start with Tricon. So I, I think that's I was going to say that, but it's fine. Just cut me off. We'll be fine. Whatever. Uh, hey, Freddie's <laughs> so. already got a start with uh, Tricon. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think he might actually two actually. Brad, you know he has a start with Tricon. <laughs> uh, Casey knows. Yeah. Was it the nine eight nine eight nine eight truck, or was it some other truck? Stats is all. Yeah, um, but. So, like I was saying, he has starts with Tricon already, and that would obviously make sense. Um, and, and listen, if there's if a Gibbs ride opened up tomorrow, you know he's a contender for it. it you got to have a paycheck, you know, you got to have a checkbook to bring with you. I would say, but you know, that's where else would you go? You're not gonna. And you know, okay, here's the question: like the 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 second tier Xfinity team Toyota is probably Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt. Yeah. Um, would you rather be in a Tricon truck or a Sam Hunt Xfinity car? You know, I think I think that the Tricon truck gives you a better opportunity to win races. And we like we've talked about winning is everything. But looking at the open spots for Xfinity next year in general, it doesn't seem like there really are. Right. Unless there's, there's more not many. You, you know, we, we thought that Austin Hill maybe maybe taken off for colleague cup series. He's not. Um, what do you think the play is on that? Must be the money. It must be the money. I mean, but or a long-term for him, you know. So, like, it, it could be as simple as you know. You think, you think. All right, I've got money to go wherever I want, and then you start finding out that maybe your money prepare, prefers to be where you're already at. You know, so it, it's it's you know, it, 
RCR is a very attractive place to be. It's Richard Childress Racing. It's one of the most prestigious teams in our sport. You know, Dale Earnhardt built that. You know, Richard Childress and Dale Earnhardt built that company up to to heights that nobody. You know, you know, just it's it's one of our iconic uh, teams. But you know, so if if you think you're leaving and your sponsors don't want to leave, then guess what? You're staying. Um, but on top of that, you know what else is available? I don't know. You hear a lot of movement, but all the movement is kind of amongst drivers switching teams at the top level already and taking all those seats. You know, what's Stuart Haas going to do? Stuart Haas might be the only options that we're really not sure about because there's, there's potential that Cole Custer, Cole Custer leaves. There's potential that Riley Herbst leaves. So now both of those seats are open. Um, you know, what, Zane Smith go in there, you know, who, who fills those seats. So that's the only Zane one. Go to cup or yeah, potentially it's, you know, <laughs> there's, there's three or four guys in the mix for, for that 10 ride and, and, possibly the 21 ride and maybe you know that the one domino has to fall for the other one i don't know it's just it's a lot of moving parts right now that xfinity series you're going to see some changeover especially some surprising changeover guys leaving teams that go up to other teams that you wouldn't expect i don't think um but but like, like i said like it's, it's still going to be uh you know it's still going to be same names they're just kind of switching teams around and i feel like it's going to fill a lot of the same seats speaking of silly season I know Denny's been kind of the talk of conversation lately around his plans for next year, and, and he states that he is intending on staying with JGR, although no contract is signed. Um, Freddie, obviously, you know best being having him. I would word boss. that. I would word that differently. <laughs> I mean, Denny's yeah, great, guys. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. What? The only thing I know is I don't know what they're waiting on because Denny's great. Um, I actually have absolutely no idea. Um, where Denny's contract situation's at, but you would think, much like last year, Brett, this is more to your side. It, it's got to be sponsor related, right? I mean, we see we see FedEx on the eleven card now, less than we ever have, and if they're stepping back even more, you know, that's what the holdup is. I would assume, though. No? I mean, to me, it's Kyle Busch all over again. Uh, Kyle was in a little bit of a different scenario in that he owned a truck team, but they were all Toyotas. Denny's in the same boat; he owns a Cup team, and they're all Toyotas and Man, if, uh, if if Denny's not re-signed here, wow. I mean, it, when you look at Joe Gibbs Racing and you look at who's kind of carried the torch the last few years, it's definitely been Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex. I mean, they are a step ahead of that fourth car, no matter if Eric Jones was in it, Christopher Bell's in it, or whoever's in it. So how do you let a guy leave with the credentials that Kyle Busch had? When, and you look back at that, you go, well, Kyle could have stayed, and Kyle had chances to stay. I don't know if Denny's had those chances yet. We know that he's saying publicly he wants to stay, but if that's true, why isn't it out that he's staying yet? Uh, so I, I think there's something to 2311 Motorsports here that we simply don't know anything about, and I think it has to do with their long-term commitment to Toyota. How, how can Toyota let Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin leave as owners? I would, I would be absolutely blown away the fact that you went and got jimmy johnson okay good for you toyota but if you let these guys leave your stable holy you lost a ton of credibility and in, in my mind in terms of the way you're operating this thing so to to be this late in the season freddie scares me and because why hasn't he signed yet and you tell me it's about sponsorship you're 100 percent right listen if fedex was coming back for a full season he'd probably already be signed back up but clearly that's not the case so what's What's taking so long? If Joe said, we want you to stay, if Toyota said, we want you to stay, if Denny wants to stay, why haven't they announced he's staying? Yeah, that's what, we talked about that with Justin Haley, you know, with his contract, you know, 
the colleague side had come out and said, we want Justin Haley here. Justin Haley kind of, you know, said he would like to be there. But it, at the end of the day, those deals didn't work for each other. You know, if you like one team's only presenting their side and the other team's presenting their side, if they don't work, they don't work. Um, you know, and I don't listen. I have no idea what's going Neither on behind the scenes of the any. You know, obviously, you see the Ford rumors out there with twenty three eleven. And is there? Oh, are they rumors out there? Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, public rumors out there this week. Wow. I've seen some people asking Denny about it. Um, I heard about it a few weeks ago, but I didn't know it was but, public. But you know, so if Denny Hamlin moves twenty three eleven to any manufacturers, Ford, Chevy, whoever it is, can he still drive a Toyota? Is that like what? Who would either manufacturer want that? On Sundays or the house? Hold on a minute. Think about it this way. If there are rumors he's going to Ford with 2311 Motorsports and there's nothing in his driver contract or owner contract that says he has to drive a Toyota, he could easily go to the 10 car this year and 2311 switch to Ford in 2025. And then he's aligned with Ford all the way around. But I'm just saying, like, there's there's no scenario, right, where you could see – 2311 going to a different manufacturer and Denny Hamlin staying at Toyota? Like, was that, is that possible? Well, I mean, how much longer is Denny going to race? So yeah. if, if he can't get a job for next year that's locked down for 2311 or for Joe Gibbs Racing, I don't foresee a multi-year contract coming here at his age unless, I don't know, a miracle happens. Yeah. I just <clears throat> know that Toyota has the resources to keep this guy in the camp, and they should want to keep him and Michael Jordan as car owners in their camp. And I can't see them screwing this up. I feel like it's it's this it's very similar. I feel like it's not quite taking the the negative trend that the Kyle Bush did deal well, with. Well that's because Kyle was acting like a butthole <laughs> to Joe Gibbs racing on Pit Road every week and, and Kyle's comments were they they had they lacked backhand. They lacked class. Yeah. yeah. I mean and and look, I think Kyle's fine where he ended up and he's obviously been good for R C R. And and that that's you know, the past is a past. But Denny publicly has been very gentlemanlike. Yeah, Kyle wasn't. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that deal doesn't get done. That Denny stays there, but we said the same thing last year, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, Freddie, more more questions for you. Since okay, what do you got? You're the resident guy expert. Yep, yeah, of course. Uh, Bubba, obviously a strong finish. I know he gave credit to Scott Dixon and his comments after having those conversations earlier in the day. And he had a very emotional interview, which is really cool to see, you know, how much he's learned and how much he's grown in that element from past experience. What, um, what do you know about their conversation or even Bubba's mindset going into this next week? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know anything about their conversation, obviously, but I found out about it when Bubba talked about it in his interview. Um, but it, it's it's a big thing, you know, and, and I think everybody any everybody in this room knows that they've gone into something knowing that they're not great at it, and it it gives you anxiety. It gives you you know you you can easily and and if and if you make mistakes, you know we we were running top ten, top twelve at Coda, and Bubba made a mistake and crashed. You know we made a mistake at Chicago and crashed. You know, so now you've got all these negative connotations about what's going on, and. You know, and now now your whole season's on the line, and you got to step up and perform. It's really just about believing in yourself that you can do it. Because I know Bubba can do it. You know, we've tried to. You know, we we can only tell him so many times that we know he can do it. We've seen vast improvement in the Bubba on road courses from the first year we ran Cup to now. You know, and and I think that he gets caught up in thinking like, "Holy, shit, 
we, you know, perfect example is this week we qualified 12th, which is really good, you know, for Bubba, especially, you know, at that place, you know, we had been normally, you know, mid-teens, maybe 20s, you know. So now you go out there, qualify 12th, and I feel like you think, holy I'm hanging on for dear life. I, there's no way I can do that for 90 more laps. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't realize that, you know, and it's in, in your mind, you're telling yourself, I'm so bad at this that – I, I am having to d- drive my ass off. I'm hanging on for dear life every lap, and these other guys, it's just easy for them. Well, in reality, it's not the case. They're hanging on just as much as you are. So once you kind of get that in, you know, once you realize that and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not that much different than anybody, all I got to do is believe in myself and execute, and that's what he did yesterday. He went out there, and we should have finished a lot better than we did. You know, we ran top 10 both stages. Unfortunately, we we um, we had we got a, a deal on pit road where the forty seven was pitted in front of us, and they were going to come up. We were planning on coming on lap fifty four, and we were you know so that was our number. We're coming on lap fifty four. Well, then the forty seven says they're coming on lap fifty four, which what's going to happen there is they're they're about I don't know how many seconds behind us they were, but they're going to have to come around us and potentially block us in, or we would be crossing paths trying to leave the box. So we make the decision we're going to stay out and run one more lap, let pit road get clear. And then come. Well, of course, Chase Elliott runs out of gas, stops in the bus stop. They throw the fastest caution they've ever thrown on a road course. And we miss the commitment line by, I don't know, five car lengths. And instead of shaking out and running six to seventh or restarting six to seventh, we restart like 19th or I think there's some penalties, so 16th. And Bubba does a good job to drive back up into top 12. But And I think we ended up with the seventh most points in the day. But it's just... It's just that mindset of getting over that hurdle and, and somebody like Scott Dixon can just tell you, like, you're being an idiot. Like, you are good at this. If you weren't good at this, you wouldn't be in that car. Like, get out of your own head and go out there and do what you know you can do, and that's what he did yesterday, and hopefully he can take that lesson and move forward. We have the Roval this year. We're going to have X amount of road courses can next year. Can we not have any road courses next year? <laughs> Coming, I'm voting for zero. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I see everybody bitching about the races, and you texted me yesterday, this is, this is painful to watch. This is why we only had two road courses for 100 years, you know, because they're not fun. You know, I mean, especially now that the cars drive so good that you can't even pass anybody. It, like, at least back in the day, you see how guys would make mistakes and drive off the racetrack and wheel hop and everything else. It doesn't happen anymore because it's... But with road courses selling out pretty much almost... Sell them off. Every week, how are we ever going to change that? Well, you can't. I mean, right? what the Michigan sold out. I mean, we we could do the same thing. If we go to all these other places one time, they'll sell out. You, you, yeah, I don't know. Sell out's a loose term around here yeah. lately. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I, I will say that that place was packed. Though. Camping. Oh yeah, for camping sure. Was that sold place out. doesn't have that, that place, place doesn't have a problem. Going to be packed. Yeah, you know, that place doesn't have a problem with it. I don't think Indy wasn't sold out, was it? I don't think last week. I'm it was close. <laughs> a couple hundred thousand short. <laughs> you know it. it but this is why back-to-back we, back road courses is hands down the worst thing that could possibly happen on this schedule this year. Here's Please, I, dear God, don't do it again here, next year. Here's a question I have for you because I was looking at Gluck's poll this morning, and they were talking about this last night on the teardown. This race is trending to be about forty percent. It was a good race. Last week was seventy percent. What? What? But last week was seventy. What? I mean, what? Would Cinderella this, won the ball last week. Right now, it's sixty-three percent. No, yeah. thirty-seven. Think, yes. think, think yeah. about last week. You had one major factor: the most popular driver in NASCAR chasing a guy who's only won one race. 
Yeah. Oh, I get it. I'm just That's saying. That's a compelling win. I'm just saying, on the track, that race, yesterday's race and last, the other race. Last week's race sucked just as bad as yesterday's <laughs> yeah. race sucked. The only difference was Chase Elliott was chasing Michael McDowell for the race, and after running the entire race with only one caution, they were close to each other. Yesterday, once again, we ran the entire race with only one caution, and it was – listen, I'm, I'm speaking to you as a race fan. I don't have a dog in this fight. The last two races on television, bless NBC's heart, they did a phenomenal job of making it entertaining. The racing was horrible. But you said remove stage breaks, so you don't want any cautions. But also, stage breaks sta- bring are people diving into the corner and wrecking each other. I mean, that's all the stage breaks really do. Listen, I'm gonna, they also bring an unfair advantage because yes. strategies create different strategies, right? Because of we know when a caution's coming. So, no, I'm all for no stage breaks still. Um, so... so just adjusting this. I think adjusting the length of the stages is what's going to help this if we're not going to have cautions. J.R. Houston, big fan of the spotters, big fan of our show, brought up a really good point on Twitter the other day in a thread if you want to go find him and, uh, and read it. If you, and we'll just take yesterday's race, for example. Here, you know, we always talk on here about running the race backwards, which is what the you know, majority of us did yesterday. What running the race backwards means is we can run 36 laps on fuel. We and, ran it and, forward. And did you run it forward? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we did, actually. But, but um, And you can. That's a different strategy. But so And this is going to get a little long, but bear with me. So we can go 36 laps on fuel. So what you do is subtract 36 from, from 90, get you to 54. 36 from 54 gets you to 18. So now you're going to pit at lap 18. You're going to pit at lap 54. You're going to go to the end of the race. You're doing that because you're going to try to catch cautions. Well, the stage breaks yesterday are at 20 and 40. So what happens is instead of pitting at 18 to to run it backwards, if you're in the top 10, you're going to run to 20, 21. And then, you know, it's not that big a difference. It's a three. It's it's really not a lot of decision making there because it's, it's pretty easy. It's only two or three lap difference. If you just break it up in thirds yesterday, the race is 90 laps. You go 30, 60, 90. Now that becomes a better, a bigger decision because now you're talking about pitting on 18 instead of 30. Now that's a big window to potentially catch a caution, potentially flip the field. So if you're going to run the race backwards and attempt to win it, you're going to pit at 18, you're going to pit at 54 still, but now you're forfeiting those stage points to do that. So I think if you adjust these stages to where it makes the decision-making harder, where I, can just, I can't just run to the stage, pit, it's only three laps off my number, then I run to the next stage, it's easy, it's 40, I'm going to go to 50-something anyway. Like If you make these guys have a harder decision about these stages – then you'll see more strategy. You'll see different shit happen. And if you do catch a caution, you're going to flip the field a little bit. And, and I think that that's what, if we're going to stay with this no cautions, that's what we need to do. We need to adjust the stage. We need to break it up in thirds. Or, or you know, we, you have the same information we have, NASCAR. Like, you know what the fuel windows are. Adjust the stages to make these guys make a decision. Am I going to race for the race win or am I going to race for stage points here? And you'll see some different strategies. And I think you'll make the racing at least a little more interesting. It's time for one of two things to happen. We need a Gen 7A to be developed for short tracks and road courses, or we need to just go ahead and skip and go to Gen 8. Because I'm telling you, we went from road courses and short tracks being phenomenal and oval sucking. We flipped the switch. Ovals are phenomenal, and the short tracks, and I'm sorry, I'm a short track guy. I love short tracks. And these road courses are they're extremely hard to pass. And I have to say this. It's going to hurt people's feelings. The tire, the last two weeks, it's garbage. Well, I mean, traditionally, Watkins Glen has been one of the, in the last few years, has been the least amount of fall off in the series. Um, and we saw yesterday, I don't know, did they, did they ever get the left rear tire off the 14 car? 
I think they're still taking it off right now. Like so, the, so the left rear tire made it the entire race. Like that's an issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I know it probably didn't have the same speed it did maybe when it started, but it it went the entire race. Um, so you know, I remember back in the day, I was I would. Uh, do some start and park Xfinity stuff, and they would run to the first stage or whatever because they knew that's all they could run. They can't run any further because the tires would blow out and they'd wreck their car. So you know, it, you can't let, have these things last forever and ever and ever. And and as a NASCAR fan, if I wanted to see this kind of racing, I would watch IMSA or F1. Yeah. I would. I would. I'm, I'm telling you, as a NASCAR fan, I'm not going to keep watching these races because there's no door to door action. There's no passing. There's no. It's 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 an F1 IMSA race. And I don't like F1 or IMSA. I'm a NASCAR um, fan. I don't think <clears> – <throat> I think the cup cars at these road courses are entirely way too easy to drive. Uh, you say that, TJ, and I believe you, but when they show these in-car cameras, and I think your driver might have been one of them, AJ was one of them, AJ's head was bouncing around there like a bobblehead. Well, that's because like, they're off the racetrack. And I'm like, holy cow, but his head was bouncing around way more than everybody else's. I mean, it's like he was doing the Dougie and everybody else was slow dancing. Yeah, but I'm not – I mean, their head moving around. I, they're not – So, I mean, I, yeah, easy to drive, yeah, but it's violent inside they're not, the car. Yeah, because they're running over curbs run, because the track limits don't exist. We just pave areas and run them off and let them run over there. And the these speed, cars – The speed through this came to your point is it's like they're driving straight. Yeah, because they flattened all the curbs out. They're yeah. just flying through the, there. The thi- like that used to be a heavy braking zone, passing zone, and Sketchy. now you just haul Sketchy. ass through there. That's why this is what – like there's two things wrong here. One, the cars are so easy to drive. These guys are driving to the edge of the tracks wherever they pave, and there's no penalty for it. Like nothing. We, how many wrecks did, what did we used to see in turn one? A lot. All weekend long. When you started practice, guys Somebody wrecked. spun out. When you qualified, guys spun out. When yep. you started the race, guys spun out. Nobody, I don't think we had one wreck into turn one. That's a joke. And and the running off thing, they just run over the curb and hammer down. And that's the thing. That's where the speed is. You know, yeah, you, it's when you can get the power down, but you're only worried about getting the power down because you're driving over a, a curb right there. And the same thing out of the, out of the carousel. They're just flying over there, using the racetrack up. And... How they're doing it between, what do you, you turn six or seven or yeah. 10 and 11? Well, I call it 10 and 11 because I'm old. They run yeah. off there now. Way off. Yeah. Like, there used to be sand there. That's how the Love Machine won the Arca race. I mean. The Love Machine. <laughs> I like he ran, that. He ran, uh, he ran way over to the right there and found some grip and some speed and got to the 20 in the last the corner. But yeah. they're just watching William Byron and these guys that yesterday. William did a phenomenal job of just driving to the edge of the track and you know those guys had a really fast car but man there was no how many wrecks you see in the bus stop most of the time oh yeah a lot we had one what one guy spin out suarez i mean it was that the only guy that was the only the bus guy stop? spun out yeah how, yeah how is that even possible so i'm gonna ask you all this what do we got six road courses on the schedule this yes. year six road courses so is that too many Yes. Yeah, with this car for but, sure. But what do you remove besides Indy? Obviously. Well, Indy can go to Oval. Roval can go to Oval. Um, that leaves you with four. I don't mind taking. I know this is going to make y'all surprised. Color me surprised. Move Chicago to Montreal if you're going to run an extra road course there. Like I don't. I don't know. It's just too many. I thought that. as a NASCAR fan. It's too many. Did you listen to the teardown yet? No. So Gluck was very, very concerned. I heard he gave about, me a lot of shout outs. He's very concerned about your opinion last week. Um, but they had a very, I mean, it will never, ever happen. But I thought it was very funny to bring up. They said that like Indy and Chicago, I mean, Indy and Charlotte don't have to declare what their race is. Like, let's run the first 
and see if like the road course package sucks. All right, now we're running the oval. Yeah. So, you know, uh, same thing. You know, if the if the oval package sucks, all right, we're gonna run the road course. You know, so like that's something to think about. Like if 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 we get especially the roval in the playoffs, like. If the road course package sucks and the old and the six hundred's great, yeah, you know what? That's going to be an oval race when we get to the playoffs. I was in the process of listening to the teardown when I pulled in the gate this morning, and I got a text from somebody that said, "Jeff Gluck asked me not to listen at the end of the show." <laughs> Jeff Gluck gave you a what an idiot award he did? Uh, on their Ooh, show. Good. Yeah, he share. He said, "Well, he just said you're an idiot for following his advice and taking Chase Elliott." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I went down to Freddie during the race, and I was like, Freddie. Uh, should we text Gluck? Do like a, <laughs> like a wellness a check. wellness check here. We should have done a group chat with Gluck for the whole race. We were going to do a wellness check there, and uh, because the yeah, been arrested and listened to the the nine <laughs> oh, down the nine guy. down this week. Hey, Door Bumper Clear fans, it's Mike Davis here, president of Dirty Mo Media and co-host of the Dell Junior Download. Now, look, they say don't do this, but I'm going to make a couple assumptions about you. Okay, let's see. If you're listening to Door Bumper Clear, that means you're probably a NASCAR fan. And if you're a NASCAR fan, I bet you have at least one piece of merchandise of your favorite driver. Listen, do us a favor. The next time you buy merchandise, do it with RacingUSA.com. They are huge supporters of Door Bumper Clear. And I can say without a doubt that RacingUSA.com is the absolute best place for you to order merchandise of all things NASCAR. Listen, every item is discounted every single day, so you never need a coupon code. You're guaranteed the industry's lowest die-cast pre-order prices, and you get your order fast since every in-stock order is shipped the next business day. So, whenever you want a new die-cast or a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, just shop RacingUSA.com. They're Google's top-rated store for NASCAR merchandise, and like I said, huge supporters of Door Bumper Clear, your favorite podcast. So, with that being said, let's get back to the spotters. We're excited to tell you about a cool blast from the past that RacingUSA.com is selling right now. Dale Earnhardt Sr. had some really awesome racing t-shirts, but the Black Knight t-shirt design was one of the most popular ever. Right now, you can order an officially licensed, limited edition, retro throwback Dale Earnhardt, the Black Knight t-shirt at RacingUSA.com. When you order from RacingUSA.com, you know you will get the absolute lowest price and get it super fast. This t-shirt was released just a couple of days ago and is selling very fast. All right, well, let's continue chatting Watkins Glen in Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. Spot Off. Spot On. <laughs> yeah, Spot On. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. and I am Spot Off. Damn. Where did he come from? First topic, Ty Gibbs says, I'm racing on Sunday. He has more starts and I have more wins after Sam Mayer turned him on a late race restart racing for the win. Spot on, spot off, Brett. I'm spot off for Ty even honestly saying what he said, to be honest with you. I think it's very obvious who's further along in their career. I've had some conversations with drivers in the past about who they elect to talk about and who they elect to tweet at. Uh based on what level you're at and what level they're at. So if I'm a um, Ty Gibbs, I'm not worried about Sam Mayer. Listen, I, I think it's great that there's this rivalry there, but the reality is they're rarely in the same series together anymore. And, and I love that they hate each other. I love that they show us that they hate each other. Um, but Ty in this situation, like, eh, spot off for the quote. Yeah. I mean, on, on the track, listen, we said it on here Last year, I think we were asking the old studio, and we said it. These guys hate each other. 
Like, and it's not like a manufactured, like, oh, you know, we're in one. These two guys literally hate each other. And hate's a strong word. They hate each other. Um, and listen, I'm here for it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know that I don't know that Sam intentionally dumped Ty, but I can tell you one thing: he had all the intentions of running into Ty, you know. And it's it's kind of the same thing we said about uh, Ty and Brandon Jones on the show last year. And like I went back and listened, uh, was listening to Teardown obviously last night. And to to Gluck's credit, he went on a very long rant about this. And to Gluck's credit, he said verbatim on that show what he said on here last year after Martinsville about Ty and and Brandon Jones. And similar situation for me. Like I know Ty meant to run into him now did he mean to wreck him i don't know but listen i wouldn't and at the same time like i said these guys hate each other if these roles are reversed ty is doing the same exact thing to sam they're gonna drive into turn one square that guy up and knock him out of the way where he ends up they probably neither one of them care um and sam went on and sam still had to drive his ass off after that to get back and pass uh creed i think it was to get to the lead the one oil yeah and he wouldn't which god the track was dirty as Booyak at the end of that race. And you don't even have seemed, to beep that out. That nobody, word you just made nobody up. seemed to care. I've never heard that before. Uh, um, <laughs> Fooyuck. I think that's okay. Yeah, Fooyuck totally is okay. <laughs> right. He wrecked the Fooyuck out of you. The dog it's a, it's a, just, it's a That extra, word just came to fruition. It's a couple extra, it's a couple extra U's. It's all it is. Um, but, you know, it, like, so here's Gluck's point. I'll ask this to you guys. And TJ, you step in here first. Like, Gluck wants NASCAR to step in. It's when when Gluck wants to know when is too when is too much going to finally hit where we can't just continue to wreck the leader. Like not so much intentionally wrecking people throughout the wreck, which they have already showed intentionally right rearing somebody. But if we if you just go in there and clean the leader out, would you want NASCAR to step in and do something? Uh, I mean, there's been times. Yeah, I mean, I wanted that to happen at Richmond one time when <laughs> Kyle Busch decided to. Turn Dell Jr., but um, no, I don't know, man. It, that's a really – if you do that, we are going to have to go strict to – like it's going to have to be really strict, kind of like Formula One strict, like you initiate contact that's avoidable, and that's not the way – I don't think that's the way our sport is. But I get it. Like Sam did wheel hop before he got there. I know that's a term we don't use there much anymore, but Sam did wheel hop. Well, that's a different car is why. Well, he wheel hopped because he was driving in there to run into him, I think. (laughs) I mean, maybe, or he was going in there to win the race. I mean, we've seen this before, like the last year, same thing with teammates, right? So, I don't know. Like, I I do think no matter who the leader is, if you're leading, I'm leading, Brett's leading, uh, if Dell Jr. is leading that race, I think Ty Gibbs runs into him no matter what. And... I think that's something that just self-polices itself down the road. In old NASCAR, in the old days, you wouldn't do that to guys because they'd be... Back to the comment, though. Ty Gibbs is saying, I'm better than Sam Mayer. Does he really have to say that? No. I think Ty is wasting his time doing this. I think Ty, like... But would you prefer Ty said no comment when they interviewed him? I, I, I mean, I would, just, I would, I would just, just go right to... That. I won't see that guy again the rest of the year. I, yeah, I would just go say, yeah, we ran it really That's like Kyle Larson saying, I'm better than Ty Dillon. I mean, he doesn't have to say that. We know that. I don't that, mean anything about to Ty Dillon, but... That tells me that what Sam's doing is getting under his skin. Yeah, it is. Oh, so, I, they, they hate yeah, each other. I, I, but I get it, but like the bigger thing to do there would be just to ignore it, because now, now Sam knows that he can rattle him if he needs to, and, and uh, I mean, I, I think it's great, but... I hope the next time they're racing together and they're lined up behind one another that coming to the green, Sam's just wearing his bumper out. Because I think, now you said it, you're in his head. I mean, that, that's I definitely think 
you know, Ty could. They're going to fight again at some point. I mean, great. Me, I agree. I'm here for that too. Austin Hill signs a multi-year extension. Speaking of fighting, to race for <laughs> RCR's Xfinity Series program. Spot on, spot off. TJ. Uh, I'm kind of. We touched on this a little bit ago. I'm I'm confused here, but I'm not very educated on it. I fully expected Austin Hill to be going cup racing sometime soon, and I don't know if that's still in the cards or maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But um, there was a lot of rumors about him going cup racing and. I was kind of shocked to see him going back Xfinity racing for multiple years, even though I know well, that's Well, they announced really, multiple years. Yeah, I don't know if that it, means. It, yeah, that was a tricky announcement the way they worded I think that he signed a multi-year agreement. Look, here's what I hope he signed, okay? Yeah. I don't know what the f*** he signed, but here's what I hope he signed. You said it wrong. Foo yuck. I don't know what the foo yuck he signed. He's going to go to TIFF. Well, here's what Andrew's going to go to TIFF. Like, so. I hope he signed a multi year agreement at RCR. And in the event he gets approached with a full time cup opportunity and RCR cannot match it, Austin Hill has the ability to leave. TJ's right. Yes, he was talking to other teams. Yes, one almost colleague. He had talked to other manufacturer teams. And it didn't work out for him. And it didn't work out for him because. A lot of times when you're a rookie, you got to have enough financial backing to make it make sense. Not everybody's willing to go out there and sign, you know, the next big thing. And, and I mean, look at Chase Briscoe. You know, they went out there and signed him. He didn't have any money attached to his name. Um, Kyle Larson, you know, when he was signed, same thing, right? But, but sometimes rookies need money to help them. And it doesn't mean family money. It just means sponsorship. Uh, and, and I think that – um, Austin Hill did what's best for his career at this point. Once you get to the point you know you aren't going to get in a high enough level cup ride, then that's the point where you decide, man, I'm better off to stay here, win races. And he's winning races. He's competing for championships. One of the best plate racers and one of the fastest plate cars in the series. That's fun to do. Been fortunate to be a part of that, as has TJ in, uh, in, over the years. And But I'm surprised that uh, – I'm surprised that he went as far down the road as he went with these cup teams and it didn't work out. Because what happens now is, and listen, I work with drivers like this. Uh, Chris Rice and I sat down with a driver, said he had $3 million. And when it came time to do the deal, he had a million. That's a big difference. Well, the next time that guy comes around saying he's got money, you are very guarded, right? So um, I think Austin Hill's a talented race car driver. I think he's cup ready. And I think Sam Mayer better watch out because he said he's mad at him. And he if, said he can kiss his ass. If, if, and he'll, he'll kiss his ass and kick his ass. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would be concerned if I were Sam Mayer. I think that you see this, and we saw this, I mean, legitimately this offseason or this silly season with guys saying, you know, you hear rumors of guys going to certain teams because they've got money, and then you, you see that guy go to other teams, and it's because they didn't have the money that they said they had or thought they had. Um, so like you said, I think this is just the same thing of – you know, do I want to sit in the Xfinity Series and win races? He was in position to win that race the other day. Um, you know, he was on the best tires closest to the front and was I think he restarted outside of uh, Ty on that last restart. Yep. And, and obviously Ty gets shoved up in front of him and, and cost him a lot of spots. That's why he would like to kick uh, Sam's ass, apparently. But, um, you but know, he so knew, <clears throat> we all knew. Oh, yeah. There was everybody knew on the roof that. And I'm going to tell you all something, man. Ty, he didn't have that door closed. He was not all. He was wet. He was setting himself up for to make an apex. You're not making an apex no. on a restart with a race on the line. Shallow up. Not he wasn't. The, he did. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw. I know you saw it live, but if you've not seen a replay, he, he was yeah. nowhere near far enough right oh, going no. into the last restart of the day yeah. on turn one. No, he wasn't near. He was. He was. He was restarting like it was lap one. 
You know but what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to get off this corner. I don't care what arc tie takes right there. That that blue <laughs> missile was going to hit him no matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. But so. maybe that missile ain't as engaged. Uh, maybe. If, if if he could see daylight. Yeah. I, which, would you have left him daylight? No, nah, I wouldn't have left any daylight. I would have jumped out of the star first of all been Stop. gone but um so she, the shiite out of the star yeah shiite. the shiite out of it man but i i'm kind of kind of surprised austin put himself in that scenario honestly code cuss words brought to you Who, by BBC. i don't know i don't remember where they were before they did austin just choose the front row or was was he second uh, i mean obviously he chose the front row but i don't know if he was second or third. i think he was it was going to be a pretty far drop it would have been fifth but i mean when these two guys are going to hit each other obviously you just Sheld- hit them too sheldon creed was in was yeah. in, the, in and I, we actually started. chose before sheldon and we chose the left side and Sheldon, we left the right side open for Sheldon, which I was a little worried about that, but it ended up working out because off that corner, Josh is racing Sheldon um, up through the S's for the lead of the race. But man, it's a uh, it's exciting though. I'm you know I'm glad um you know it was uh <laughs> it was interesting. Let's move on to Bubble Watch since this is the last race for the playoffs. This is gonna be fun right here. Oh yes. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. No, it's not. Someone from outside of the cut line will race their way into the playoffs. Before, before we, whew, I am so glad I'm not in that situation. <laughs> so before we do this and hand this thing off to Freddie, because Freddie's the only one who really matters. Yep. Here's who has to win at this point, and I'm going to say his name because in my mind, 30 plus points at Daytona is a lot. So Ty Gibbs, can he win a plate race? Can he win at Daytona? Yes. TJ. Uh, I don't believe so. I don't either. Daniel Suarez. I don't believe so. Now it gets good. Alex uh, Alex Bowman. Yes, but there's an asterisk there. AJ Allmendinger. It's going to be tough. Chase Elliott. Asterisk. <laughs> what the f*** does asterisk mean? Yeah. Well, they're going to. They got fast cars, but they don't always race. But them. now <laughs> you have. It was easier when you had. It would have been easier if you had one car you had to get in. Now you have two cars that are racing for that position. You know, we Tell going into there, if Bowman I was already in or Chase was locked in, we are gonna they are gonna line some cars up and they are not gonna leave the bumper of that car. And that's we've seen it before. Chevrolet orders are gonna be massive. All right, here we're gonna keep going though, because a lot of these guys have You're wins at to Daytona the, I have Two guys what? circled on my list. I, I can't wait we, to hear what, what they are. What will Chevy's orders be though? I don't know. We're not there yet. Austin Sendrick, can he win? Daytona. He won a Daytona 500. Why are you shooting? He has before, so I got to put him on the list that he can. Justin Haley. Uh, Yes. Ryan Priest. Yes. Eric Amarola. Yes. Todd Gilliland. No. I'm going to give you two. Actually, I got to go three more. I was only going to go two more. Corey LaJoy. Yes. Eric Jones. Yes. Austin Dillon. Yes. Holy People are like, holy Shiite. People are like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be really hard. I don't think we're going to have a new winner. There's 10 guys right here that have won plate races in the top three series that are going to be highly competitive. I think the Justin Haley, A.J. Allmendinger thing is going to be the hardest because they're not a key partner, and Chevrolet could care less if they make it. They're going to want to put their boys in there, which is Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. But I still think Daniel Suarez, there's a bunch of guys on here Freddie, that make me nervous for you. Who's the Who's the two guys you think I got circled? Uh, I hope it's Corey LaJoy and Chase Elliott. I think you're going to have Eric Almirola, and I think you're going to have um, Austin Dillon. Nope. Close. No. Ty Dillon. Let's say Cindric. 
Cindric. Austin Cindric yeah. and Eric Amarola are the two guys that I am concerned the most about because one manufacturer seems to dominate control of these races, and it's Ford. And then they, if they get control of the race, it's hard to get it away from them. And if they've got team orders, majority of these I hope Fords, the six controls the whole race. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and, and the thing is, like, you still need to win. Not that you need to win to get into playoffs, but you need to win for playoff points because that's a big deal for you. We'll go ahead and tell you, if we're leading, the next, yeah, we're gonna go, we're yeah. go for the win. You know, so and but you know, everybody else is kind of you know, they're 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 made they're interest maybe lies better in getting the the Penske guys are going to be trying to get the two in you know the Joey Logano ain't going to give a about the two winning oh you're right but and and, and Ryan Blaney shouldn't because they've had issues but there's going to be team orders there of some sort um so those are the guys and like you said both of them have won plate races before um so and there's I mean you're worried about everybody but and, and the thing is like I said it on here last week, and it's kind of come to fruition that yep. you know I almost didn't want to have a points buffer. It's good going in because you, you want to go in there and just race your ass off. Yeah, and you want you want to give those points up today? Then? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, it still puts you in a position where you've got to make a decision. And like, it's easy to say, you know, all right, you know, like the last, we talked about the last two weeks, go out there, have a clean race, make them guys chase you down and beat you. Well, you don't want to do that here because this is. This is, you know, if if you just sit back and run in the back, safest place to be, obviously. First of all, it's not 100% it safe. safe. Yeah. You know, it's not 100% safe, but it's 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 manageable back there. Um, and Ty Dillon goes and wins two stages. Now it's a it's a 15-point deficit or something like that, you know, 12-point deficit the rest of the race. And you're like, F- now i got to race this guy heads up pretty much. On the flip side, if we can go up there and and have and gain seven or eight points and make that advantage thirty nine forty by the end of the second stage, <clears throat> then they can't catch us in points. So now it's, I think you know you have to weigh both options of you know put yourself. We seen last year in this race, lap six, there's a huge pileup and takes out Ryan Blaney, who ends up getting a bunch of damage. Who's in the battle for points? I think he ended up getting in because of you know Truex ends up wrecking after that somehow. Um, well, he made that, minimum speed that, under yellow. Yeah, I, th- I think there's I think there's a wild card here too, and and I'm not smart enough to tell you that analysis on it. But there's a handful of spotters up there that have won a lot of plate races, and I call them plate races between the Xfinity Series and Cup Series. Those guys tend to find their way to the front. Those same spotters, they know what information to give. Obviously, their drivers are good at what they're doing there in fast cars. But I mean, I've seen guys win races. Um, getting terrible information on the last lap. Swerve back and forth. I go, what, what does that mean? Uh, I, I saw – I'm not going to get into it, but I, I think when you look at, you know, the guys that have won a lot of plate races, the, the drivers and spotters that have won a lot of plate races together, I think you're going to find those guys up front. And, and look – Cindric and Doug have been hitting on all cylinders at this place. You and Bubba have been hitting on all cylinders at this place, even though y'all haven't won a lot of races yet. You've won some, and some gives you the confidence to know you're giving good information. I mean, I I remember we got to Big Al's one night after a Daytona Talladega race, and you were like, I screwed up. I should. I told him this, and I told him the opposite of what I should have told him. You won't do that again. You won't make that mistake again. So it's uh, I, I think there's a lot of guys that can make this night very, very fun and interesting. I just hope that, it look, it's going to be hot. Even though it's going to be at night, it's going to be 90 degrees during the day. So when we start that race, it's going to be slick. It, there, there's going to be a lot of fun factors. One caution, we had two cautions over the last two weeks. Obviously, we're going to stop for stage breaks. We're going to see Rex this weekend. Yeah. It, you know, and there's, there's a whole other factor to this bubble thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is 
we're 30 points out of the playoffs on the owner's side. And that's where it really matters. You know, and not that the champ- driver's championship doesn't matter, but to these team owners, to the, to the value of the charter, to a, a lot of different things, this, the owner's points is more important than the driver's points. Yeah. And we're 30 points behind the nine. So now, And the nine asked about that yesterday yeah. for that reason. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, during the race. Yeah, but, once he had his problem. But so now, like that lends itself to, hey, we need to just go up there, race our ass off, and and to your point, like Bubba is very good at this. We work, we worked very hard over the last 10, 15 years, whatever it's been, to get good at this, and and that can put us in position to potentially affect the outcome of the race, affect who wins. You know, we could either put ourselves in position to win, or we could help you know a guy that's already won win the race um so i think it lends itself to and if it's up to me tomorrow if they call me tomorrow and say what do you want to do i you know me i want to we want to race like so in the end of the race you're sitting p4 and we two by two yeah yeah we're we're sitting p4 we're getting ready to pick for the final green white checker right because we're we're going to assume that we're going to make it back to the white flag on the top side you've got two hendrick cars that have picked up there you've got byron and larson one and two and on the bottom, you've got Austin Cindric. Who are you picking behind? Austin Cindric. You ain't going to push him, are you? Not a damn chance. <laughs> I'm going to push him right up until it's going to hurt. You know, like just, I'm going to, like, not to the white. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to push him as far as you can help yourself a little bit, but not past them guys. Like, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we almost need to be up there to be in position to manipulate the race, you know, or have an effect on the outcome of the race. Where do you want to be leading on the last lap? Coming to the white flag. Do you I, want to be in would, second place, think you're racing to the checker, or do you I want to be like I would like You cannot be, think you're racing to the checker. Yeah, I'd like to be <clears> leading. And that's what, that's what happened to us at, at uh, Talladega. You know, we're blocking in turn one because there's no guarantee that the whole field doesn't wreck behind you're us. You're racing to the white. Yeah. So going back to the start of the race, do you see guys maybe hold back a little bit until towards the end? There's going to be some guys that don't care about stage points that are, but the problem now, and especially now, it's not like it was three years ago. You can't ride in the back the whole race and then make a charge late because that's just not what this package does anymore. So if we do say, you know, say, all right, we're going to go up there. You know what? We made the decision. We're going to ride around and see what kind of stage points them guys get. Okay. Well, if they get some points, now we got to go race. Well, guess what? We're not going to just be able to drive back up there like you have been in years past. You know, no. it's going to take time. It's going to take. If, if you could say maybe you could sit and watch the first stage and see how that goes, and then go race. But you know, you can't sit the whole race and then go. All right, I'm going to go run with 20 to go and go run up in there and get me a decent finish. I'll tell you. I, and the guy who's really good at this, Freddie. Is Denny Hamlin? Oh yeah, you'll see him lay back, and all of a sudden he's up there, and you're like, "Where did he come from?" Like he is one of the best at knowing when it's go time and when it's not. So on that note, Ty Gibbs obviously has a shot. Bubba with another shot. What would Denny do in this situation? If he, who would he help? That would be a son of a bitch for him, huh? Like, like Bubba Wallace, he ain't got a contract from Joe Gibbs yet. That's true. You know, um, it, imagine him being him. Like, what he, makes him more money? Bubba Wallace winning or? Bubba or Ty Wallace, Dillon Bubba Wallace winning. I know what sure. I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, Ty Gibbs. I'm here to cash checks, not write them. Not, you don't think Ty Dillon is going to push Ty Dillon? <laughs> I ain't going to push Ty Dillon either. <laughs> Ty Gibbs, my bad. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not – I didn't want, did not want to sit at this table and have the discussion on having to race our way in because yeah. – and That's why I said it last week. Like, I'd almost, like no, I'm almost – I'm very happy with the position we're in, but it, it makes you have to consider a lot of different options this but week. But you're, you're also – 
you know, and I'm not trying to discount what you guys have done for the year because I know you're 25 weeks into this thing and you've given up your whole livelihood to be able to get here. You're in this position because Chase Elliott snowboarded and right-reared somebody on purpose. You're in this position because Alex Bowman got hurt. Like, and, and look, one man's fortune is – misfortune is another man's fortune. Um, good for you. But, like, it, it all comes down to you got to do – you got to execute to take advantage of that or none of it matters. Yeah. My, my dad won multiple championships at Riverhead, and he said – always told me – the second you stop doing what got you there is is when, when you get you in trouble. Yeah. So, you know, that if you ask me tomorrow, I want to go up there, lead every lap, and win the damn race. And if we get wrecked, that's what happens. NASCAR is in discussions with Netflix to have this season's playoff docu-series aired on the streaming platform. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on. I don't know a lot about this. Um, it seems like to me we're a few years late to this party. Uh, but Netflix has, what, over 200 million subscribers? Is that right? So, obviously, that's two-thirds of America. The population here is like 300 million. So, I'm, man, I'm all for this. I hope that it's well put together and, and represents us well. And, and it has some drama because, you know, I've been involved in a few docuseries over the last few years. And you got to have drama, manufactured or not. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that this did wonders for Formula One. I think this did wonders for golf. There's a, a really good golf, uh, same type of show, the Drive to Survive. And I think it's maybe, you know, to Brett's point, we're late to the party, but now this might be a good time because the Formula One races have been so bad that it, I'm sure that they're losing it. People are losing it. Whatever interest they gained from, from you know, this, this Netflix series, it's it's starting so, to plateau. So, so you think Jason Schultz is no longer obsessed with Formula One? I would. I mean, who? How could you be? Like, like I get it. Like, and it's it, and, and for me, this is not really that much different than Formula One's always been. It's never been a very competitive sport. But this guy wins by thirty seconds every week. Like, and you watch a race and you, they they build the hype up of you know, oh, Verstappen qualified eighth today. It's going to be a hard race for him. And lap three, he's leading. You know, it's like Jesus. What? Uh, but you know, so this might be the perfect time for NASCAR to jump in here, where you know. It, you know the fan experience. The fan isn't so enamored with Formula One anymore, and maybe they're looking for another avenue. And we jump in here and, and present a good show, a good product on there. Maybe we could, maybe we could steal some of them people away. Yeah, I always think it's a, uh, it's always good to get behind the scenes and and show the, you know, what goes on during the week, and especially if there's some rival rivalries that form and, um, you know, some drama. I'm sure there there'll be some some sort of drama that happens you know obviously it's going to be a it's going to be a tense week for for freddie over here in that group it's i mean it could go either really good or really bad and whether he's going to admit it or not he's going to be thinking about it all week but um there's a lot uh you know there there's a lot behind the scenes that that i think fans would get into now we've had this discussion before because i think they've tried this and there were maybe some concerns or issues with drivers and teams and more of the financial side of things how do you think this works as far as does does nascar get the financial piece does like how does that work since there are so many different aspects of the sport that would be involved i have no idea i wouldn't know i like, mean obviously nascar owns all of the content that comes inside of our fences all weekend long so i would think that they're selling this to netflix and then if it goes well you sell it for a bigger amount i mean the you know having known some folks that were on tv shows like the voice 
the first year and knowing what they made the first year and knowing what they made the last year, it changed drastically because of the popularity of it. So it's almost like you're, you're running a pilot here to see what interest you can get. And hopefully the interest is there. I mean, I always tell people when they ask me career advice when they're younger, don't ever take a job for the money, take a job for the opportunity. And I think the opportunity here is big. And if you go out and you deliver great content, the money will come. Moving on, and y'all will be idiots if you spot off this one. The hosts of the Dale Jr. Download and Door Bumper Clear are getting together for a live show on Friday, October 13th at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Let me tell you, Casey, what the VVIP package gets. And y'all are going to go crazy. This is for $2,000 per couple, so $1,000 a person. Meet and greet with Dale Jr., Commemorative what? Dirty Mo Media Live autographed gift. Uh, the experience at the racetrack, you're going to get sweet tickets. You're going to get transportation, 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 transportation <laughs> to and from the racetrack, <laughs> and you're going to get a freaking suite to stay in while you're out there. And in addition to that, you a, sit a, a, a suite to stay in, a suite yes, to not stay at in. the race. Yes, you get a suite to stay in at the race, <laughs> and you get a suite to stay in at on the on at Westgate, um, and. The coolest part is you get front row seating to this show that we're doing live out in Las Vegas, something we've never done before. We're excited about the VIP package. Same thing. Signature hotel room, Dirty Mo Media Live, two tickets to the show with second and third row seating. You also get a commemorative autographed Dell Jr. gift. Grandstand tickets, neon garage passes, transportation to and from the race. That one is only a thousand dollars a couple five hundred dollars a piece um and then obviously beyond that there's reserved seating that's for sale we tried to make it as affordable as possible and uh man it's uh, limited seats in this thing i'm excited about it because i know how much people love dell jr i i gotta think that that as many people love tj majors as they love i just i might even just buy a ticket so i can get that <laughs> autographed dell jr sock that your guys are uh, <laughs> my uh my sister text like the second we dropped this my sister texted me she's like are these prices real like is this what's are you guys running some kind of scam and i was like no <laughs> like this is all legit like where do you look at the price boards and you're like where can you go and stay in vegas for a week that's I know. just the room itself, not alone. Get to meet Dale Jr., get to see the, you know, DJD, DBC live in person, front yeah. row seating in some of the packages. If not, the two VIP packages, you're not going to sit behind the third row. Um, but no, I mean, these, the, the value of these deals, like me and Brett talked about this long in advance of this announcement, and he asked me what the value I thought was, and I think the number I gave you was double what it actually is so yeah. i mean the the value of these tickets and these packages is phenomenal well I when know. i tried to just value meeting dale jr and getting a meet and greet with him you know and, and being in the room with him for 15 20 minutes getting your picture made with him getting an autograph from him i was like i don't i mean that's got to be worth five grand right i mean so yeah no this package is going to be awesome it's going to be fun it's away from the racetrack which i think is really cool because you can treat it like a friday night show we're not we're not messing up the race weekend by doing this right yeah. so uh the folks at westgate are the reason this is so affordable mike davis played a big role in making this come to life and uh we're we're super duper spot on for for this thing coming on to vegas and and uh, who knows man we may see you at a hotel bar after you talk about having fun this is going to be fun because we're, yeah. we're i'm sure we're going to have to go on for the headliner doesn't normally open but they will this night and then <laughs> um so we'll we'll be done early and then uh and then i'm all god, knows, Saturday. god knows what we're gonna do after that so uh i mean just god you can't beat it like if you've seen any of our live shows at the racetrack 
Dale's done live shows at uh, you know Old Red and Nashville and stuff like that. Uh, these are these are some fun fun events to attend. And so you can go to westgateexperience.com slash events slash dirty dash mo dash media live and to see if you qualify for the VIP experience, call 800-435-0883. And tickets are also available on Ticketmaster as well. Racing fans, hit the gas on nonstop action. Add DraftKings Sportsbook to your race day lineup and level up the thrill of every lap. Bet on your favorite drivers for a shot at taking home major cash. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. With props, parlays, and more, the action won't stop till the checker flag drops. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DBC. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DBC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash auto racing terms. Let's move on to the DBC A main where we chat all things dirt. Jonathan Davenport kicked Clint Boyer's ass last week. I don't know if y'all saw that. Oh, I did. Clint was mad. Clint was trying to catch him. He was real mad. He was trying hard to catch him. Clint did a good job, but yeah, he got his ass beat. (laughs) (laughs) I texted Davenport after races. I'm so glad you beat his ass. It was fun to watch. It was so fun to watch. Clint was so I think Clint was better than Davenport, but Davenport had track position, and and there was only – it got to be where it was kind of one lane around the top, and and Clint was not going to be able to go to the bottom and clear him. And Davenport was probably not – He was just chilling, man. Yeah, I I mean, he's not growing his heart. But he wasn't – also at the same time, he's not wanting Clint to slide him, so he's not letting him get that You ever – See how quick Tony got to leading them dirt races before, yeah. and then all of a sudden he stayed like five car lengths in front of the guy. I mean, um, come on! That now. slide job Clint pulled off though was epic. I think it surprised Davenport. It because, totally like, surprised because he's like, oh, and he ran right in the back of him. Clint said it knocked the wheel out of his hand. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, like you know, knowing Clint, like you know, I we, knew I literally tweeted right before it happened. I was like, he's gonna throw a hail mary right here, oh, yeah, and what he do? He threw a hail mary. I just thought it was, you know, he first of all Marco ran him off the racetrack, and I was thought for sure that Clint was just gonna junk him as soon as he got to him. But Marco, I think, was smart enough to realize that that was coming, so he got out of the way. And then Clint ended up throwing them big sliders, ended up losing track position. And I told, <laughs> I texted Brett, I said, oh, he's real mad because everybody else drove around the front stretch and like waved to Davenport and Clint drove straight off the racetrack <laughs> in three and four right after they took the checker. I was like, oh, he's mad. That was by far the best SRX race I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. And I've been watching all three years. I don't know what happens with the series. Obviously, Tony has a ton of uh, dirt ro- routes, so it's cool that they end up on dirt tracks like they do. But uh, I-, I personally love the series. I don't know how you get more eyeballs on it. I think you move it up to 730, you know, a 7 o'clock time slot if you can. But I hope it sticks around because you're going to grassroots tracks that are literally selling out. Yeah. And it's a great TV product when they, when they put on races like I went. I obviously, I went to the one at Stafford this year and – Listen, I've been to a lot of races at Stafford. They've never been that electric. That crowd was f- amazing. I've never seen it packed that much. Um, 
And the, the only thing I think I tweeted from either Couch Racer or my personal account the other day, like I would like to see them bring back the the local guy. You know, the Doug Kobe one Stafford. Davenport may he's not maybe local to Lucas Oil, but he's the, the dirt he's local guy. Now. You know, he's a dirt guy. That's one of their guys. Um, you know, Luke Fenhouse ran his ass off at Slinger a couple years ago. I think he finished second. Like those are the stories you remember about this series. So you, I think you bring back that local guy wherever you're at, wherever you're going, and 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 put him up against the All Stars because that's you know they're going to be the most competitive one. You got we talked about on here like you got a slight identity crisis because you've got the Denny Hamels and the Kyle Bushes going out there and and kicking everybody's ass on the on the asphalt tracks. You know, you got to bring somebody in that's going to compete with them. It's, is, is it Kenny Schrader's not going to run with Denny Hamlin on a on a half mile it's over? Not, you know, no. just not going to happen. But if you bring in a Doug Kobe that's got a thousand laps at that place, he might compete with them. So, you know, we've seen Priest do that at, at wherever, what, at Stafford, too, until his uh, car, you know, failed. But I think that's the one thing that they need to get back to is the local flavor. And to your point, move the start time up because. Even the pre- it's not a long show, but starting at nine o'clock, it's not ending till ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Your buddy Sunshine got back in the car, right? Sunshine, and yeah. I, I went um, Friday night. I landed. They were at Outlaw Speedway. It's probably about fifteen minutes from uh, Watkins Glen. Yeah, it's not far. I went um, by on the way to the airport. So we, uh, I shot over there, hung out with him and Chris, and uh, they actually started on the front row. And and Sunshine won. He's. I was talking to him about you know. He, you know, I was surprised he was back. I thought he was going to probably take the rest of the year off. They've still got about ten races left in that series, uh, but they're chasing an owner's title. You know, they're chasing they, they same as ours. You know, they chase owner's points, and that's where the money's at. And uh, he came back, and I think or, I didn't see what I don't know what results last night. I think he finished fourth, and the guy Zeb wise he's chasing one but it's just good to see him back and he didn't miss a beat like for, when i got i got there just after qualifying he had set fast time he ran good in his heat uh won the dash checked out won the race um so it's good to see him back um chris didn't have a great weekend uh but i'm sure he'll bounce back at some point i'm sure he had a great weekend knowing he saw you oh of course mm. how could you not but yeah, it was fun. I mean, I don't get to do that very often to go see them guys race. So it was, it was, it's, it's fun. And you know, you watch them on, you watch them on TV. It's kind of like our racing. You watch it on TV. It's one thing when you go there in person and see these maniacs throw that thing in the corner wide open and just rip the cushion. You're like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> there is, there is no comparison in person dirt track racing versus watching on TV. And it is amazing to see when a local market has a dirt race nascar in town i mean that's i wish they did that more i think having and we used to i don't know what happened yeah. we used to align a lot like more with Watkins the world Glen always has stuff lined up saturday night there was what a modified race at shemong yeah. less than an hour away that's where jeff bodine's from right yeah Shemong. yep yeah. they got like a house right behind the backstretch yeah austin, austin beers won that race yep it? yep and there's just a lot of racing going to go to and i think i want to say the all-stars are at, did the all-stars run again a couple hours away. I think they were a little further away. Oh, like Saturday. Yeah, yes, they ran. Yeah. They ran Utica Rome Saturday night. Saturday and then night. They yeah. ran. I think Sellings Grove last night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bottom line: take your family to a dirt track. And Pure shout if you out, can't watch it on Dirt Vision. Shout mm. out to the dirt track at Charlotte Mother Speedway because I took Chloe there Saturday night for Monster Trucks and she had a blast. So I am. I'd imagine if you live close to a track, they have other events going on too. Fun weekend for the kids. They they really do it right. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. Oh, Michael McDowell. From the Mick Goat to the Mick Back of the Pack. Ain't that a shame? Go 12! 
That was the Blaney guy. He, that was him. He, He's uh, bashing Michael McDowell. He, uh, <clears throat> Michael did not have a good day yesterday. No, oh, two penalties and then the car broke. So. Well, I don't know. I think the car broke might have been him too. Maybe. I think that's hurts. But, but, here, but here's the thing, though. Like, does it matter? He won no. a stage. I mean, so but it does a, matter. He got, he got a playoff point. That's big. Was he going to win stage two? I don't know. Was he going to win the race? I don't know. But he got a playoff point. It doesn't matter where he finishes in points because he's outside of the top ten. He's not going to get playoff points based on where he is in the standings. But that there, they Jerry Freeze is on record. Jerry Freeze is the I don't know president GM of of Front Row. They're on record as saying that they've made the playoffs before. Their goal is to get out of the first round. Seven more points would have gone a long mm-hmm. way, and he was the best car I thought for that first run. He was He's fast. He was really fast. He won the first stage and was you know in position to get six more stage points. But what what that are goes the odds? What are the odds of Cinderella showing up two weeks in a row? Not well. <clears throat> listen, the pit crew, the driver, the car. Like, what are the odds? Yeah, not great, but. And they 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 it's fumbled, hard to, they fumbled the ball yesterday. That's it's hard to win twice. I mean, he started it when he went through four pit boxes <coughs> instead of three, right? He started. He put, yeah. but he drove back up there. Again, he had a fast car. But I mean, at the end of the day, if he's going to have a bad day, it sucks. But he's still got a playoff point getting out of there. I want to know who the asshole is that pointed out TJ smacking of his lips. <laughs> I've listened to a hundred episodes and I've yet to listen to it and understand it. And now. All I hear is TJ smacking his damn lips. <laughs> I've been avoiding it. I haven't listened to it. <clears throat> what are you smacking on over there? I don't know. I was going to say something. But I don't know. Yeah, this is probably not a, the right time to be doing that. <laughs> hey, I just ran into TJ Majors outside of the front stretch. You're walking Glenn here. I got to say, he's a really nice guy. Mm. Took a picture of me and all that. But the thing that stuck out the most to me TJ, you are shorter than I thought you were. Take care. Five seven. I mean, I don't know. You want me to? Are you, you five know? seven? Yeah, I'm not going to play center. <laughs> the NBA. Well, I'm only five I eight and a half. I, I thought remember. I was a lot taller. I might have been a little under the weather last week, but I can't remember. Some a fan. I, I might have mentioned this last week. A fan came to me last week, and he's like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" I said, "Good." He's like, "Man, you ain't as, you ain't that fat." I was like, oh, <laughs> "Like, thanks." Well, here's I the think. problem: the TV camera has ten pounds, and we got three of them on us. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> we look thirty pounds heavier in here. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, sure. Luckily, I'm sweating thirty of them off. Yeah, right that, now. yeah I think good. they're trying to do something. You know, maybe this is the weight loss program. We should just move the recording back to like three p.m. when it's like eighty-five in here and maybe ninety. <laughs> it looked like the dude from an airplane sure. movie sitting oh, there flying the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Boy, I'm sick of hearing Andrew Curlin giggle in the background of every podcast he's ever on. <laughs> But uh, as far as the Sam Mayer move, he drove in way too deep, and sorry about that, Ty Gibbs, but uh, he still had to go on and pass a couple other people to, for the win, so I'd say it's justified. So you're allowed to wreck the guy as long as you got to pass somebody else. To, <laughs> to I, do I, I don't. I mean, yeah, you overdrove. He's he, still, like, he you still won the how race. Bad, you talk about how bad uh, Ty's interview was. Yeah. How, Sam's was worse. Like, I think everybody here agrees that we just want to see an Xfinity guy win. <laughs> what? That, that's, that was your reasoning? You know, I was thinking about the fans. I know the fans didn't want that guy winning, so I was going to do it. I was going to do everybody a favor. Listen, I didn't know if Sam Mayer was going to cut it around here. I mean, he, he was oh for whatever. I think he gained a lot of fans on Saturday. The way they two, were cheering. Two, uh, two weeks, back-to-back wins or whatever it was. Like he's He was one that was rumored to be out where he's at, and now he's rumored to be in where he's at. So I feel like Ty just acts – I mean, he – is straight the next guy that left that place last year. I mean, or you know, and he he is straight acting just like that. 
Sorry about my giggling. Yeah. Stop giggling, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to call in and say what a dirty piece of sh- move that was by Sam Mayer. Not only did he guy. take out the fastest car in <laughs> Ty Gibbs, but he takes out the second fastest car in Austin Hill, who was in top five all day. He needs to get his ass beat by Ty Gibbs again and then probably get another ass whipping from Austin Hill. Maybe that'll teach him a lesson not to just dive bomb other cars. God, he sucks. <laughs> well, I can't say he sucks. He won a couple races in the last month. But <sighs> yeah. It's going to say winner. It's going to say Sam Mayer beside him. Yeah. yeah. And we take on here all the time. Win at all costs. And I'm pretty sure when he gets his uh, his paycheck, it's going to probably hey, Speaking of win at all costs. going to be more. The chick that ran into oh, the dude God. and the dude oh. that ran into the chick. What are you at, talking at, about? At, uh, yeah, well, well, what's... At uh, Bowman Gray this weekend. Oh, yeah. Was that the same chick that her husband was a, what? was no. in the spotter fight? No. No. Different people. I think people. that's in a good one idiot segment. Oh, Okay, me. good. My notes right. for one idiot. I didn't see that. That's a reaction theater. We okay. won't get too far ahead. What the hell? It's called a bump and run, not a bump and wreck. <laughs> Why the hell are you kicking out the leader and not even winning? What the hell? Do better. Even All the right, kid's yeah. crying. Yeah, I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was friends with Ty. <laughs> that, was, that was Jason Schultz in the background. Hey, guys. It's Alan Gustafson. Just wanted to call and wish you all a Merry Christmas. Oh, if God. my math is correct, it should be about December 25th right now. So just wanted to call in and wish you guys a happy holiday. I, so I don't... Somebody's got to... Did anybody go back and listen to this? Because I, I heard a little bit, bits and pieces of it, but it sounded like Alan... Made it sound like he was given bad information, which is the engineers or the strategists, whatever you want to call them, are the ones telling you like when when you're going to run out or what your deal is. And they're talking about. I heard somebody say they talk about flipping a switch. Like, and back in the day, we used to have a flip. We could flip a switch and run a lap. Now, I when think, you flip a switch, you pit. Yeah, like now, if you flip the switch, it's over. Like it's you better get to pit road immediately, especially at a place like Watkins Glen. I think they the communication I heard was that if when you flip the switch. You get three laps. Yeah, no, no, that's not that's right. what was said over there. That is so. There's a bladder inside of the fuel tank, and clearly, I've never built a fuel tank in my life. Really? But what the switch tank. allows you to do is to get the gas that's remaining in that bladder. And under no circumstance at Michigan would you say run three more laps. And this yeah. is worse than Michigan. Yeah, anywhere. No, yeah, it, it, the, the switch was only one lap. I think that yeah. they were saying they could run three more, and then you could probably. I heard something like you could run. You're going to pass me two more times, then flip the switch and come. So, but they're they're off by a lap. Who is providing that information? That's their 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 strategists. Their their engineers are are you know they're knowing how much fuel they got in the car, how what kind of fuel mm-hmm. miles they've been getting because yeah. they're weighing cans. When You're, when the last pit stop is done, you there's know? so many factors in it. We went through it with the Xfinity race on Saturday as well. Up front, we were up in the top five or whatever. There, we didn't, you know, we had a certain fuel mileage number. Well, we had a bad pit stop. We're back there in 12th. You're not running as fast lap times, so you're getting a different fuel number because you're running slower. So we went from not being able to make, you know, from our first set of numbers, we weren't going to make the end of the race. But after the pace slowed down where we were we were actually going to probably be able to make the end of the race. Yeah, so we, change. We did, that at, we did that at Michigan. We, we had, you know, after the restart of the rain, we were third and they're like, all right, we're good to the end. Mm. We make a three wide pass for the lead. And they go, okay, we're not good to the end of the stage. Now you've got to save a little bit leading because the, the number changes that much, just whether yeah. or not you're getting yeah. a little bit of draft or if you're leading. So they have it. And then everything factors in. They, they are, right, if we're getting X amount of miles to the gallon, that only 
is accounting for a full tank. If there is, if this guy doesn't get a quarter of a gallon in there or half a gallon, that throws that number off a little bit. So you know, they just, they just, they just ran one too many laps, unfortunately. And it sounded like he made a comment on the radio that he got bad information. So I'm assuming he's passing the blame to his engineer or whoever fed him what lap they should pit. But I have a feeling the guy who built the fuel tank knew that was not accurate. Uh, well, but I listen, mean, Sean Warren, a friend of mine, he built him a tour house forever. I think if he were sitting here, he'd be like, nah. You ain't, ain't going to get three laps. No, they, they never said three laps. They, 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 they never I just know that even even if you have that number, that number is just a guess still. Yeah. Just so you know. You don't exactly. You flip the switch, you better pit. You don't know what exactly is in that I, That's what cell, they said. So. They said that you're going to make this lap, then you're going to flip the switch. You might have to flip the switch and come. It was basically like you're going to flip the switch or you're going to pass us two more times. You're going to flip the switch, then come. But that's like that's a. You know, uh, you're not, not they're you. not saying you're gonna flip a switch run so where they lap. were off at was the running two more laps then. yeah they mm-hmm. they thought that they could run an extra lap and they couldn't yeah. they were just too which is all like this is the other side of the strategy most people played the random race back we went the other way because and we fortunately we had speed there too we we made up ground after we ran we ran all the way to the end of the first deal but what we were planning on doing is having the shorter stop later for fuel because yeah. everyone you know which was should have helped we us had to out wait on fuel at the stage break yeah we weren't gonna have to wait on fuel so but uh it worked we had speed too so that helped out but the fuel thing it's interesting definitely makes uh definitely changes the outcome of the race okay class today we're going to be doing some simple math problems our first one is three plus one anybody want to take a stab at it how about you mr gustafson alan gustafson what is three plus one Is that a guy in a falsetto voice or is that a lady? I don't know. That and the thing, like we talk about. Listen, this sounds like a creepy. We're gonna get we're gonna get hate for this again on here. But here are the irrational Chase Elliott fans again that want Alan Gustafson fired. What an idiot! Like, <laughs> yeah. like let's get yeah. rid of one of the best. <laughs> like, who are you gonna get to replace that guy? <laughs> like, they want Rudy. <laughs> yeah. They want the guy that just fed him the bad number. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's who they replace that's, him. With. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they like, think they're gonna get Rudy if they get rid of Alan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We got one more, and we saved the best for last. Take me to Watkins Glen. I want to see I'm a real spin. And get drunk with Brad Griffin. And raise hell and throw beer cans. And put me there in a carousel. I want to hear Dale Jr. yell. We got one car spinning. Could you take me to Watkins Glen? Andrew, do you know what that song that's after? Yeah, that's uh, it's Tracy Lawrence, isn't it? Yeah. What's the song? You know, you're supposed to tell him. What is it? That I don't it starts know. Starts with a P. P word. Paint me a Birmingham. That yeah, I was gonna say that. That's yeah, yeah I bet say. you were. He's gonna giggle. At least you knew Tracy Lawrence. Yeah. Good job, Jeff. I've seen him. In, I've seen him. In I'll concert. get drunk with you anytime you want, man. You just find me. Yeah. No. Sh- I need to pull a good one anyway. Freddie never hangs out with me anymore. Shh. Where were you last week? In Atlanta with I, you. I needed, I needed Atlanta with you getting that, drunk. That was a bad idea for you. <laughs> that was a rough couple of weeks or days, I should say. All right. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, head to anchor.fm slash clear or call us at 704-802-9572. Did I say that right, TJ? Uh, <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. You should have read that seven, all up. Seven. Oh, zero, four, eight. Eight, oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Ask DPC. Don't forget, hashtag AskDBC. Send us your questions. We will keep track and ask the guys the best ones. This first one is from Newt Newt Hosevar for President 2024. If you put all the drivers in a caged wrestling ring, who would win? Are we talking Cup or Xfinity or both? Oh, I would say throw them all in there. Austin Hill is going to be hard to beat. I don't know. I think Harvick comes out in a clear, unanimous decision. Harvick could use, like, you know, like you'd have, like, a big guy and a little guy in the wrestling deal, like a tag team. Like, yeah. he would just have Austin Hill clean. You know, they're at RCR. Or, oh, no, he's not at RCR anymore. No. Like, but, you know, just have Austin Hill work together. You know, you beat him up, and then I'll take care of it. From here. I think Kevin Harvick, uh, in this day and time, beats the shit out of all of them. It's very possible. I'm taking Austin Hill. Austin Hill would be. It's hard to handle. Yeah. Y'all have only seen him throw one punch. You haven't seen him fight. Kevin need. Harvick trains to fight. I don't need to. He trains to wrestle. If Austin Hill misses him, he's going to tie him up like a pretzel and choke him out. I am not saying he can't, but I've never seen but Kevin what? Harvick training to fight. He trains to fight. But where, where is this video? Are we talking like jujitsu? He got in all that MMA crap. Yeah, but did he actually fight? I think he just sponsors the – I mean, he manages yeah, I, the manages I don't the think fighters. managing an MM, <laughs> MMA fighter. fights Josh Jones for practice. <laughs> I think he trains to fight in Josh Jones. Fair. That, I, I believe does that. Does that help or hurt his Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think it hurts. <laughs> well, the first thing you got to do with Josh when you fight him is catch him. And, just, and Josh was also hey, listen, Ross is probably potential. a kicker. Ross has been throwing watermelons around for a while. He's, yeah. he's in shape. Well, Josh Jones him. was a kicker in, in sports. <laughs> just so you know. You, so you, you I know. Just, I yeah. know. Okay. I, I mean, All right. he'd kick you in the balls. It, oh, it'd be hard hurt. to come back I, from I that. think Austin. <laughs> is that allowed or not allowed <laughs> in the cage? It's hard match? to recover from. Depends. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Busher might be sneakily. Sneakily. Yeah. Sneakily. <laughs> so, oh. He might be sneaky tough in there. So, What about Suarez? Eh. Took down McDowell at Phoenix those years ago. I don't really know if taking him down, like pu- pushing him over the hood of a but car is Drew, taking him down. Drew take make the Suarez down? Blickensdurfer. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who's uh, training to fight though, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> this, this next who, who do you think, Casey? Who do you think? I would say Austin Hill for sure. For you just, sure. I mean, Harvick. the problem is the problem is like if if the guys were smart, like it's a cage match, they would all jump Austin Hill. Yeah, like they'd be sitting like, top uh, I think Harvick. Yeah, I mean, Harvick like, would push your alliances. Yeah, I can see Harvick walking behind him, pushing them all at Austin, <laughs> getting them all in the fight. Do see, <laughs> I do see Harvick flying under the radar. Oh, he yeah, he'd be super smart about it. Yeah. I got my pick. It's Justin Haley. <laughs> just hide under the ring. Yeah, he just run around crawling under everybody's legs. Yeah, first yeah. of all, I see Reddick on one of Austin Hill's legs, Justin Haley on the other one, Ty Gibbs on his neck, so <laughs> taking out put, Austin Hill. If we put you three in the ring, who would win? Us three? Yep. I'm done fighting. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think we fight. We just uh, sit there. Eighteen years ago. And, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I try to be done. Fighting. I retired. Doesn't always work. <laughs> Mr. Policeman helped me convince me that it was a good idea to stop fighting, so I'm out. Another good question. This one's from Bill. What role do spotters play in fuel <laughs> mileage situations? We got a switch. We just flip it up there. Yeah. Uh, coaching. Yeah. A lot of coaching. The biggest thing is for us now, like we did this recently at uh, Pocono, I want to say it is, and they have with the extra SMT data that we have now, you can see – 
a lot of the times when you're saving fuel, like they'll say uh, Pocono was run 80% throttle between turn one and turn two. So now they can see Bubba is not doing that or he is doing that. He's like, you're, all right, you're doing good right there. You're saving enough for us or well, I need you to do more, you know, and then it's just, you know, lap times. Where's the guy that's chasing us? Are we gaining, losing? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, that's that's basically. I don't even know if they really need even need that. They know a lap time that they need to hit yeah. once they get their fuel numbers, and they can they can work that into an equation and get a lap time. And let me ask you this though, the, the old car, yes, it used to be shoot for this lap time, but then we went through a period of time where guys were lifting earlier, getting back to the throttle later, and on the straightaways, shutting the car off. Are they still shutting the car off? Uh we haven't been. I don't. Uh, we haven't yeah. been. And it's I'm not saying that wouldn't. I'm not saying that couldn't come into play at a place like Indy or someone like some place like that. Maybe maybe a poke. We've maybe seen it a couple times, but it's at like it's not usually guys that are going to win the race. It's guys that are you know looking to take a 18th and make it into a sixth or something like that. But we don't see as much shutting the car off and stuff like that. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is a movie based on a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working class gamer a failed former race car driver, an idealistic motorsports executive. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Directed by Neil Bloomkamp, the movie features an incredible cast led by David Arbor alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaiman Hansu, Jerry Hollowell Horner, and Archie Medequi as Jan Mardenborough. Some of the most famous racing competitions in the world are recreated through the use of actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects. The racing sequences are so realistic that the real-life Jan Marnborough himself actually served as a stunt driver for the film. This is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen. It's an inspiring, thrilling, action-packed movie that proves that nothing is impossible when you're fueled from within. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is exclusively in movie theaters this Thursday. Get your tickets today. Rated PG-13. What an idiot. Moving on to what an idiot, and I have a feeling this could be a long time. You guys go ahead first because I'm going to be here for an hour. I'll go first because mine's short and sweet. I was going to pick Andy Lally um, for being an idiot. has nothing to do with Rick Ware Racing. Just you're not on the lead lap. Get the hell out of the leader's way. Come on, man. You're a road racer. You should know racing etiquette a little bit better than that. But I'm going to go with my friend. From the teardown, Jeff Gluck for convincing me to pick Chase Elliott last week on DBC Picks. Someone sent me a message that he said Chase Elliott's name every three minutes on last week's teardown. It's an hour show today. This week, I think it's an hour 14. Uh, so, Jeff Jeez. Gluck, congratulations. For the first time in my life, I don't think you're smart. What an idiot. He must be wearing Jason Schultz pajamas or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TJ, who you got? Uh, well... Uh, to me, it's kind of um, plain and simple. This is the guy. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the driver's name of Bowman Gray, but the guy that he did get spun out. But to go uh, and just what I couldn't tell. No, this is different. Record. Different guy. Different yeah, guy. this the guy. Modifieds. Yeah, the modified. Okay. Race. Oh, modified's not okay. You got a guy running for the championship behind you. He's wearing your bumper out, and he. I don't think it was intentionally to spin him out, but he did hit him hard and spin him out. Well. You know, this is what makes that place is you go and use your car and you destroy the other guy's car rather than, you know, I, I just don't think that's why I won't go there and watch race because and then I had to listen to, to Dillner use words that did you hear what he said? I heard what he said. I didn't know. He's, oh, his car is uh, 
I don't even know how to say it. It was like Caddy Wampus or something. <laughs> and uh, I just had to mute it. But um, yeah, to, to go and, and this guy's running for a championship and to just go spear him under caution one time and then go back and hit him again. And, and I just don't. Yeah, you got spun out, but I didn't. That's just not. That's just not. It's, yeah. I don't agree with that. It's so. For, I have a wooden idiot. And a wooden idiot, wooden idiot somebody told us was the gate, the gate guard that was asking Mike Helton and Jim France for their uh, hard cards yesterday that wouldn't let them in. Um, not an ideal situation. But just, just the, uh, I, I, listen, I don't know if I woke up in a bad mood yesterday about Bowman Gray or whatnot, but it, like, it just hit you me. You definitely did. It just hit me hard that this is embarrassing at this point. It's not like, even racing. It's not, you know, and, and, I, and I, listen, I love Matt Dillner. I've been friends with Matt Dillner since we're little kids. We come from the same racetrack, Riverhead Raceway. But this has gotten to the point now where, and listen, if you want to tell me, great, oh, 20,000 people show up every week. Yeah, because it's a f***ing joke. It's a sideshow. The same reason why Riverhead Raceway sells out for the school bus demolition derby and they don't sell out for the modified race. It's a sideshow. I've seen Sean Corshane said, if you nail a poster to the board that says, we're going to beat a guy with a bat out front of here in an hour, 20,000 people are probably going to show up to see you do that. You know, So it's just, you can't call it racing it's an embarrassment to the sport of racing because of that factor riverhead raceway had a deal the other night where they're bouncing off each other and wrecking each other and you know what they did they put the guys to the back the officials stepped in and handled it that's the reason you see like this happened at bowman gray is because the officials don't do anything that guy knows that guy as dumb as that is to go tear your car up and knock the point leader out he knows he has to do that because he knows the racetrack's not going to take any action against tim brown because tim brown just spun him out we see like two weeks ago this amber lynn and tommy neal are fighting in turn one they wrecked each other they're fighting in turn one they're beating on their cars yada 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 the track does nothing to, to you know stop it and now this week they're hooking each other and wrecking each other into yeah, the opening went to a whole nother level after the race. and then there's and then there's freaking this guy's taking a trying to steal a golf cart to run into her because his, his car's wrecked his wife's on the racetrack yelling at her you know uh somebody throws a sledgehammer through the girl's windshield of her hauler on the way out like damn i missed the all the f- f- is going oh, on i thought here. the modified race was <laughs> no. bad i missed all the you know, excitement this is full-blown jerry springer 500 at this point you know, and, and, and dillner came at me like you don't understand there's great storylines chase robertson who's a good friend of my, mike robertson his dad is a good friend of mine me and mike herman talked to him all the time he's like chase robertson that's a great story he won a championship yeah that's fantastic because nobody has any idea about that because they're listening to this other bull that went on all night long over there everything you see out of that place is some idiot running through the infield chasing somebody else there's people standing around you know these cars are running through the infield there there's guys cameramen every officials track workers whatever it is standing around in danger and the fact is that if they don't step in at some point somebody is going to get seriously hurt at this place and then what you know we had a guy hit a jersey barrier wide open the other night there was a modified over the railing and almost you know he went over the wall and is in between the damn grandstands and the and the wall and the track it like i get it i it's a novelty i've been before i go sit in a beer garden get drunk and laugh at everybody chasing each other around but you it's an embarrassment to the sport of racing and as for a track that should be one of our most storied in the history of our sport this is what it's come to and i don't i don't know if it's always i know it's always been like that for the last five ten years maybe it was after that tv show you know hyped it up madhouse definitely hyped it up but you know it just you know you get to a point where you're like okay enough is enough you know and somebody like it's just i I don't know where it stops 
you would hope at some point it ain't gonna stop the official no and they stop. have no reason to stop because they because, sell it out listen, every week madhouse i couldn't wait to get home on sunday nights to watch madhouse when it came <laughs> when it was on tv and the word the rumor was nascar bought it and shut it down because it was giving us a bad name and and people are going to buy tickets to this sideshow you're talking about they're going to sell out they're in a big big tv package for them their their livelihood depends on selling tickets they're going to keep selling tickets with all these antics going on oh, right. i guess my question to you is is it safe in the stands there like the fans to get in the middle of it and start fighting. I mean, I'm sure there. I guarantee there's fights in the stands because there. I mean, the one thing about. I mean, the place is. You know, it's like civil war. There's. It's. It's. You <laughs> it know, there's like the it. Burt Myers fans and or the Myers family fans and the Tim Brown fans or, or the Chris Fleming fan, and they are very passionate about what they do. But you can't let the inmates run the asylum. You like the, the, there's nobody. There's nobody in control. It seems over there. And and if you start policing it, where all right, you spun that guy out. You're going to the back maybe this guy don't run through the infield and wreck the guy or you know like the only my only complaint is you're putting people in danger because people now are just they're using their car as weapons and there's people walking around the infield there's guys driving through the infield trying I to was get wondering why that guy got on that ranger looking thing and then he, he was, was trying to wreck her well he's uh, gonna run that thing I, was, into her. I just flipped saw something on there and i was wondering what was going on because he, he was the one that was buried over in the jersey barrier so his car is destroyed so he's gonna Fire get on the golf deep. cart and and run that into her like this is ridiculous mm. i it is what it is, and I listen. I get it. If you want to go and watch it, I'm not going to knock it because I've gone and done it myself. But you can't call it racing anymore. It's 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 gotten to the point where it's a joke now. Well, you just hurt Matthew Dillon's feelings. I did, and I love Matt. And then, like when I see him, we're going to have a constructive argument about it. And that that's the only thing that I can take away from it is you can have differing opinions and talk about it. But and I get it. He has to defend him. He, he's the damn track announcer. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not going to come out and say, yeah, it's embarrassing. But I know Matthew well enough to know that he would rather see that play out a lot differently on Saturday night than the guy get, you know, he would like that race to stay green. Brandon Ward, who eventually won the modified championship, win the modified championship instead of yeah. all the antics that took place with three to go. Brandon it did it. Brandon drove a great race. Yeah. I wa- and I've I've actually raced against him in the Goodies Dash series back in the day. Great, great dude. But like, you don't see if it's such a great race, then how come you don't see, you know, a Denny Hamlin going up there? These guys that run all this stuff. Why doesn't Kyle Busch go up there? Where's Larson at? You know it's what I mean? The well, same it's, guys that have always been there. It's close yeah. enough to this area to Charlotte, where which is where most. They shouldn't run modifieds there. They should just run street stocks or something. I think there's nothing wrong with the modifieds there, and it's, it's just a tradition. It's still not really a. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of passing, but that's you know that's what it is, you know. But the same point, you just you can't let these. But guys the way they the the way the modifieds are there with the with the tires and I mean it, stuff gets tore up so much and. Oh. But listen, that's your, you don't have to go race there. No, you, know? you don't. Moving on to DBC picks. Congratulations, TJ. You won with Christopher. Did you? Wait, yep. I don't think I don't so. have the right page. No, yeah. we don't either. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask. You won with Christopher. I got second with Almondinger. So you lost. I don't even. Oh, I was, that's really just the bottom Freddie line. Freddie got third. Brett got fourth. With Chase. Who did I even have? Elliot. I don't even remember who the hell I picked. Suarez. Well, so you I go first. Suarez, Man, Freddy. I got some guns. It's like my, I've been saving up for this my, moment. My, I got Amarola left. I got, uh, what's his name that you were worried about? Cindric uh, left, and I got Keselowski left. Those are my three that I'm looking at. I'm going to have to go with a guy. I'm going to go with Keselowski, TJ. Don't f*** it up. Damn, you picked my pick. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, I really appreciate I it. I will <laughs> take – I'll take Chris Buescher. Uh, I'll take Kyle Busch. Wow, you saved Kyle a long time. 
Well, he's close. He's very good at plate racing. He won a Talladega last race. And he actually, did he win? He won some, no. no just he could have won Daytona. He should have won Daytona. And he yeah. got us, yeah. I think he's just in the right, but he'll get out of it eventually. I'm, uh, I'm going Bubba. Good pick. We're going to ride around last, so just so you know. <laughs> Daytona will be fun. I'm excited. Oh, you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be hot, <laughs> but not crazy I mean, hot. you have to race. I have to race. Yeah. Yeah, you guys going to have to remind me how to do this. It's been a while. Yeah. When's the last any, time any, you played, spotted a plate race? You did the fire. Talladega. I did uh, Talladega, didn't I? Or did I not? No, I don't think you did. Did you? Not I don't know. Year. I don't think. No, I didn't. No, you ain't done the race no, since last I did, Talladega. I did the Daytona qualifying race, and then I did Richmond. Wow, I'm really rusty. Chandler might want to rethink this whole thing. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it, though. I love Daytona Talladega style racing. I don't. I hope I don't say two by two all night because that gets on my nerves. Uh, I got news for you, buddy. And I like to see runs form and guys make moves and be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, Chandler needs to help his teammates in this situation. So hopefully AJ and Haley can be up there. I'm going to call him if he wants any spotting on Saturday night. He better help that damn 23 on Friday, (laughs) whatever. Um, But we're uh, we're off to Daytona. We'll see you guys on Monday. A couple things quick. Um, Shout out to Landon Huffman, friend of ours. Big winner. Big winner. Cars race, $30,000. Now he can rebuild that limited Uh, car that got destroyed. Somebody said he might want to buy a bar with that. He's going to have to get a little more than that. But uh, it might be a small bar. Um, And uh, shout out to Tommy Baldwin. Uh, Tommy obviously announced shortly after the race yesterday that he's stepping away from racing currently to to fight a little battle with cancer. I shouldn't say little battle. No no battle with cancer is little. But if anybody knows Tommy, they know that uh, he'll more than likely kick cancer's ass because I haven't met many many fights he's lost so uh think about him he's done a lot for me in my career and my life in general uh growing up i've known tommy pretty much my whole life so think about him rocking the old tbr today to to show appreciation to him but heading to daytona and uh we'll go uh see if we can get him a dub all right love it have a great week everyone we're off to uh daytona watch tj wear speedo in daytona holla word Mm. Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.